Hello, writers. Taking classes, reading instructional how to write books, listening to podcasts like this one, these are all great ways to gather new tools to use in our writing. But in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about the one thing that you have to do to make your writing better. And I'm going to give you a hint it doesn't involve opening your computer or picking up a pen. And you can do it in your pajamas. Welcome to episode five. This is the Hello Writers Podcast with me, your host, writer and story coach, Stephanie Detlefs. Together, we'll find inspiration, motivation, and practical tools to take into your writing life right now. Welcome. Without any further ado, the one thing that you have to do in order to improve your writing is read. You may be like me and already be an avid reader since you were a little kid, or you may be someone who doesn't read very often. And I really want you to know that I am not here to pass judgment. Just like with a writer's life, there is no right way to have a reading life. This is the first of our craft episodes. And again, I want to remind you back in episode two, I talked about the three elements of a writer's life, our thoughts about ourselves as writers and about our writing, our writing craft, and our writing practice. Since this is our first craft episode, I'd like to talk a little bit more about what I mean by that. I want you to think of your writing craft as like tools in a toolkit. A builder, let's say somebody who builds houses or other buildings, they have a toolkit, they have a collection of tools, and they use the right tool for the right task. Like a builder, you are a writer building stories, you are just like the builder, you're making something where there was nothing before. And you have to have a toolkit in order to do that. There are going to be times when you need a hammer, and there are going to be times when you need a wrench. Now, you and I both have a lot of tools already, just like a builder who has been working on something for a while has a lot of tools that he or she has collected. But they're going to have to replace or upgrade their tools now and again in order to have the most efficient or effective tool for the job. That's what writers have to be constantly doing too. We want to constantly be upgrading and replacing and reinforcing our tools. Today, I want to give you a new way of thinking about reading so that you're doing it not only for entertainment, but also with the bonus intention of building your toolkit of skills as a writer. Now, I'd like to make a really quick caveat here. I am all about reading for entertainment. Please do it. I like to read in bed at night. That is the way that I relax at the end of the day. I also like to read in the morning with a cup of tea on the couch. Do not make every time you you open a book be about improving as a writer. I want you to also read to enjoy the act of reading. So there is going to be room in your life for both reading with the purpose of studying it to improve your own writing, and also reading for entertainment. I am not 
advocating that you spend 10 hours a day reading (laughs) by any means, because life does not allow for that. But there can be a balance. I just don't want you to think that I'm telling you to stop reading for entertainment. First, I'd like to talk about how reading helps writing in general. So no matter what you're reading, you are improving your writing just by absorbing some things. You're going to absorb the language and vocabulary that the author of what you're reading has written. So you're going to build your vocabulary by reading. You're going to build your understanding of metaphors and other figurative language tools. You're going to absorb tone and voice. You're going to notice when when something is funny and when something is sad and when something is scary. You're going to notice the language that has created that. I think this might be the most important thing that reading gives a writer is that you're experiencing what a reader experiences. So you have a shared point of view with the readers who may eventually be reading your work. You you know what it is to be a reader and you know what it is to like something that you're reading and to not like something that you're reading. And you know that everyone has different tastes and everyone has different points of view and perspectives. And that's going to help you have empathy for your reader as you're writing. Now I want to talk about how reading in your genre, the genre in which you are writing, how that can help build your craft. Now, I want to make a quick note here, a personal note. This is something that I have to do really intentionally. I have to really intentionally read my genre that I write because what I tend to read for pleasure, which is contemporary fiction for an adult audience, is not what I tend to write. That's what I read in bed at night. What I tend to write, at least at this point in my life, is one of two things. I'm either writing personal narrative essays, which is more in the memoir genre, or I am writing middle grade fiction novels for young readers. So I have to go out of my way to find examples of that genre. And you may have to do that too. Here's why it's important to read in your genre and how it helps your writing. First of all, you'll become intimately familiar with the structure and different ways that authors can manipulate it. So a specific genre, I mentioned three just a minute ago, a specific genre will have a traditional structure and then different authors will kind of bend and twist it a little bit to suit their needs and their story. So what you're going to become familiar with just by reading it, not by doing any heavy lifting, not by taking notes, just by reading, what's going to happen is you're going to become really familiar with the structure, the traditional structure, the rhythms of that kind of storytelling. You'll notice when an author goes off the track a little bit, and how they come back. A second way that this is helpful to your writing is that you'll become fluent in the tone and voice of that genre, which in effect is what resonates with readers. Probably what you're reading is something that has been published either in a magazine or in a, as a book. And 
if it's been published, that means that it fits the audience. It has been decided by people in the know that it resonates with readers. And so you're going to be reading things that work, essentially, and you'll become fluent in what works, fluent in the tone, fluent in the language, fluent in the voice that works for that audience. And finally, and this is fun for me to think about, I love libraries, I love piles of books, and I have piles of books all over my house. Um, You will build a library of mentor texts to study when you're ready to study them. Mentor texts are books that you use or stories that you use or essays that you use to really dissect and break apart to see how the author is doing what they're doing in order to use those skills in your own writing. I'm not going to talk about that in this episode, but in a near future episode, I'm going to go into detail about how to study other texts, mentor texts. But for now, just explore what your relationship is with reading in your genre. And if it's not much, then consider it taking it up a level. So speaking of that, let's get into our quick activity for the week. Here's what I'd like you to do. Get your hands on two new things to read, at least one of which is in the genre in which you're currently writing. Now, I have to acknowledge that this is being recorded in real time with the coronavirus pandemic, and so many bookstores and libraries are closed. But I do want to offer that there are ways to still get your hands on reading material if you're looking for new things. Many independent bookstores are doing online orders and shipping, and if you're an ebook reader, then it should be pretty easy to get your hands on something. You're going to get your hands on two new things to read this week. And you may be in the middle of a book and you don't want to start a new one right away. That's fine. I just want you to have one or two things in the wings. And I want one of those things to be in the genre in which you are currently writing. So if you write devotionals, you should have some a book of devotionals or a website full of devotionals. Or if you are a middle grade fiction author like me, then you should have a middle grade fiction book. Then I'd like you to make a plan for when you're going to read both. Now, as I said, I like to have piles of books around my house, but sometimes a book will sit for months unless I say, I am going to start reading that book on Friday, which means by Thursday, I should probably be done with the one I'm working on. Make an active plan so that you know when you're going to get started. And just as a final note, as I say goodbye to you for this week, I'd like you to remember that writers write, but writers also read. This is a really important thing. It is a foundational activity on which you can build your writing life. All right, writers, thank you for being with me again this week. I would like to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. The more subscribers I get, the more I can promote the podcast and the more I can reach writers out there who need a little bit of community. I hope you have a wonderful week. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Hello Writers podcast. I hope you found today's episode meaningful for your writing life. I also hope that you will subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. To find out more and to join the Hello Writers community, 
visit stephaniedetlefs.com.